five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Episode of the Team Killing Glitch Tards podcast, a All Game right. Rage game podcast. Yes, correct, the Game Rage game podcast. And if you listen to our other shit, you already know me. I'm Josh. I'm one of your hosts today. We also have with us, as usual, we have Frank. Nope. And we also have Adam. Howdy. And today we have a very, a very special guest. He is. What some in the gaming community have referred to as the monster hunter god. The sultan of slaying. The beast of the internet east. His name, Don Juan Rubidon. The one and only. How's it going today? I'm doing good tonight. How's everyone else doing? Oh, well, you know, I'm doing great. We're here. We're ready. We're ready to have fun. We're having a good time. Yes, the Monster Hunter God is here. <laughs> the, you know, I will say it got a little colder the second he walked into the building. You know, I, I will say I'm a little I'm a little scared, actually. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a monster, just so you know. Please don't slay me. <laughs> before, before we get to the main course, yeah. we, we got to do, inter, do introductions, you know? You know what I'm saying, guy? Yeah, oh, I know what you're saying, guy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell, hell yeah, brother. All right. So let's do, let's do the introductions. All right. Okay. So does anybody want to go first? No? I'll go first. Let's go All left right. to right. Left to right? Oh, so what? You want Frank to go first? Yeah. All right. Frank, you go first. Let's, let's hear about Frank, about who you are, type of games that you like, because this is the Game Rage Gaming Podcast, essentially. So what kind of games you like to play? What kind of gaming experience do you have? And then we'll just go from there. Maybe we'll each ask you a couple questions, perhaps. I, uh, I would say my favorite game would be Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yep, it's a good start. <laughs> well, I'll be gaming longer than I've been alive. That makes sense. <laughs> so at some point, Frank's been dead inside. For <laughs> and playing, but still playing games. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you can say you've been playing games since you were a kid or whatever. Yeah. But... When do you really say that you were playing games? Because I remember playing like Sonic or Mario. I would play like, you know, hours at a time, but then I'm probably still on level one. Yeah. But what is it when you actually start getting nuances of games? Do you consider that to be the moment you actually start gaming? No, I think the, to me, the physical act of playing the game is, is what I consider when I started playing games. So, because well, you know, we have that test where you can test uh, kids to see when they gain the identity of self. Uh-huh. I kind of feel there's the same there's the same moment in gaming when you gain your identity as you understand what you're doing at that point. Like, mm, okay, think about it this way: the majority of us millennials, our first gaming experience was most likely Mario, Super Mario. Yeah, yeah. 
Who taught you how to play that? Nobody. Exactly. Yeah. You initially yeah. figured it out on your own. Right. Um, but when is that moment where you realize that games are meant to be finished? Frank, I wasn't expecting to have an existential crisis talking about <laughs> video games. <laughs> you start, you're on the wrong podcast. But yet, here we are. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna shut up, I'll shut up. No, 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 no. no. This, this I, is I, excellent. Yeah, of like self-realization. I'm like, oh my god, dude. Is self-realization when you started really truly playing the games? That's what I say. Yeah. I don't know, man. I kind of think that personally. So the first time you picked up a bat and started swinging it around, were you playing baseball? I mean, technically. But do you really consider that to be the moment of baseball? I mean, you're not playing At a game. At what point is the embryo a child? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here yeah. we fuck. It. Now it just that, got political. Yeah. No, oh, all right, brother. Yeah. <laughs> just because you pick something up, does it automatically mean you're doing it? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Or the first time your dad lets you take over, drive the car, would you consider that being a driver? I mean, that's the first time I physically drove the car. I drove a car, but would you consider yourself a driver? No. The first. Time a, a pilot when he's in training takes control of the cockpit. Is he a pilot? Well, <sighs> no, because the every pilot was there. The first time they consider themselves a pilot is when they take their solo flight. So then, what take, what is your gaming experience where you realized? I think it's when you actually beat a game for the first time without without any kind of no like, like tips for me like growing up gaming. Or playing video games. Like, I remember this one time um, when they bought me my N64, and I was playing the Ocarina of Time. It was a used game, so I was playing somebody else's file. And I was just playing that last file, that last mission where you're fighting Ganondorf, mm. and he's throwing that ball of light at you, and you're supposed to knock it back with the Master Sword. You play volleyball, and then it hits him, and he's like, ah. And then he goes back to doing it. And I, I was doing that for hours and hours at a time. What you're supposed to do is, when it hits him, you're supposed to hit him with the arrow light. He knocks down to the ground. You jump over and start fucking him up. Uh-huh. I never realized that because I don't pay attention. Hmm. I did, at least I did it at first. Same with the Mario games. Like, I probably played those games a hundred times before I... Until my friend told me, hey, you know you can do this and get to secret levels, right? And I'm saying, once you start appreciating the game for what it's doing, that's when I consider yourself a true gamer. Because then you get moments like, I don't know how to explain it. Like for me, I, I never really truly appreciated a game until I beat the first game before I actually had the identity of self that, hey, a game is meant to be completed where I was just fucking around doing whatever I want. The first time I beat a video game, I was like, oh shit. And you got that exhilaration of completing the game yeah that is your moment as an awakening as a game i have at least five brain cells i beat this game <laughs> true don't let us think that like for me that was probably the first time a neuron activating connecting <laughs> action with success <laughs> all right so what, what was that what was the gaming experience that gave you that moment it was this little i don't even remember the fucking name of it, this game you played it as a mech. It was a little tiny little mech on the NES. And you all you had to do was get to the other end of the level. You're able to jump up and down from the ceiling and the floor. You can pick up upgrades like you got shields, shit like that. And that was the first game I ever 
speed to completion. I don't even remember the name. Was it a, is it a side scroller yeah. or was it top to bottom? Side scroller. Oh. Kind of like Mario. Yeah. But you're able to jump up and down, do all this shit. And that was a game I just fucked around in it. And then I accidentally beat that game. Like, I accidentally finally made it to the end. Yeah. And that's when, like, for me, I still remember that moment where everything just clicked. And that's when I started taking gaming way more serious. Mm-hmm. That's when I, after that, I literally, after that, I beat Mario for the first time. I started beating fucking um, the first Zelda game I had. I started beating every fucking game I had in my collection. Like, I remember that was being the moment I realized the shit's. Again, like, I know it sounds dumb, but it, things started connecting in my head. Yeah. I started doing good in school afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he got yeah. on the honor roll. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is a weird question, but what was the most devastating moment for you as a gamer? Emotional moment, like, yeah, like, uh, de- like, you, like you, devastating. You, you, you like, nearly cried. Something that fucking just ruined you. Ruined me, and then did it have to be something in the game? No, it, it's just be, it, gaming related in general. It doesn't have to be playing a game or in a game, but just in general. Um, honestly? Yeah. Beating Ocarina of Time. Because it was done. It, it was, was over. done. Everybody gives me flack, but Ocarina of Time was probably the biggest game changer for me. Because that was the first game where my decisions mattered. It's a weird way of saying it. If I didn't go get the giant sword, it made fighting Ganondorf, Ganondorf harder when you lost the Master Sword. Yeah. Me not, me not doing the fishing shit so I can get stronger boots or stronger health. Me not taking the time to collect the heart thing. I had to restart that game several times. And that moment where I finally beat him was great and shit. But it made me realize I lost that journey. That journey... I will never experience that journey again. That's true. No matter how many times you play it, you'll never play it the same. It'll never be the same as the first time that you played the game. You and know? no other yeah. game has ever done that for me. Ever. Damn. Not even fucking... Not even Mass Effect. So there's a difference. I can go back and make different changes to get different outcomes. Mm. You can't do that with old school games. Yeah. Yeah, they were very... It was, it was somewhat linear, I guess, mm-hmm. is the right term. Man. All right, so then what's... Did you answer what's your favorite like? What's your favorite gaming franchise or what's your well, maybe my, game my in general? My favorite game of all time is going to be Ocarina of Time because, okay. because of the, in, the influence it had on me. But right. I have to say favorite franchise. It's either um, the Bungie Halos or Mass Effect. And as far as uh, favorite genres, as far as video games go? Probably sci-fi and um, fantasy. Sci-fi and fantasy. Hmm. Okay. But I do play a lot of shooters. The game type I play the least would be fighting games because I just don't have the coordination to memorize all the moves and shit. That's funny because I can't fucking aim. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been in the bathroom after you. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Literal exact opposites uh, in terms of gaming. Yeah. Uh, all right. So does, does that round us off for the Frank segment for the intros? Or um, you, you got anything else you want to say about yourself, Frank? I was just answering your guys' questions. So like, if, you're done, if you're done with me, go. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I don't know if I necessarily have any other questions off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure as we go around yeah, this, we'll, this we'll round get, table here yeah. that we have assembled, the questions that come up new that we ask each other, I will, will likely be asked of everyone else throughout the thing. You just happen to be the first one. To the Knights of the Game Rage table. Oh, man, that's fucking great. That's, yeah. a good, that's, a good, that's, that's what we the should... The Templars. The Templars of the Game Rage gaming. Yes. <laughs> of the Game Rage table. Yeah, all right. Um, all right, Josh, your, your turn. All right, uh, so... Let's see, for me... Sorry, Adam. <laughs> uh, I would say that, for me, 
gaming. I probably started gaming when I was, you know, right around like kindergarten era, maybe a little pre-kindergarten, I guess. That's when I remember. Uh, the first game I ever played was a Mario game. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember it was a Mario game. The first game that I ever beat was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, on the Super Nintendo. That was the first fucking game that I ever beat. It was a pain in my ass. It was hard as fuck, and I hated yet loved every minute of it. In terms of types of games or whatever that I play... Yeah, I, I like I like the sci-fi genre in terms of that, but for me, it's probably mostly first-person shooters, and I do like the real-time strategy genre a lot. Mm. You know, specifically the military-esque for, uh, real-time strategy games. Those are those are some shits that I I love that shit. Um, and then in terms of franchises, for me, it's probably Halo. Is the Bungie the Bungie Halos are up there along with Assassin's Creed, the Assassin's Creed franchise. I'm just a huge fan of history, so I remember playing that first fucking Assassin's Creed game and I was just like, oh, oh, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so cool. And then playing the second one, you know, I mean, shit, we're going to do a whole episode on fucking Assassin's Creed, so I won't get too fucking deep into into the weeds here. Yeah. But those, those games were fucking awesome. And, you know, I, I remember... Uh, I'll answer the devastation question because that's the reason why I asked it was because I, I I just curious. To I just see wanted what to ask else's. myself it. Yeah. No, no, I just wanted to know what everybody else's was, but because yeah. uh, I was thinking, I don't know why I, I just this brain this moment popped in my head. Probably because it was the most devastating moment for me mm. as a fucking in my video game career was when my fucking mom sold my Super Nintendo and all the games at a fucking yard sale for like forty dollars. That I I just. To be fair, forty dollars in nineteen twenties money was pretty high. <laughs> I'm sure it was, but that, I mean, a fucking Super Nintendo wasn't cheap either. No, man, like I could and the even, games themselves. And and you know the reason I will say this, you know, the reason why she she got rid of made made it get rid of wasn't anything that I did for once. For once, this wasn't actually even my fault. My uh, my sister was running around, and I remember we had it on. You know those old wooden. TV things like it's a station where it's got the TV. There's like some cabinets underneath, and like there's a space on top you can put shit. Sure, yeah. It's like a big wooden fucking monstrosity. It weighs like a thousand fucking tons. Yeah, right. Things are huge. So I had the 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 Super Nintendo was on the top of that, and then the controllers like the the wires came down from the top. So she was like running and like ran across and got her foot stuck, and the the console came down and cracked her right on the head. Right with the edge of the fucking Super Nintendo and caused her to need to get stitches. So my mom was like, oh, no, this thing has to go. This so is the devil. It wasn't it wasn't directly oh, related to the Super Nintendo. None. Like the violence. Nope, nothing. Or, it was because it, it, it because, well, maybe the violence because it literally beat my sister. Yeah. Uh, and, and therefore she had to go fucking get, you know, stitches or whatever. But it wasn't doom. Like, no, no, it wasn't anything. It wasn't like a game made yeah. it made her fucking get rid of it. No, it was because it, it, it attacked my sister. Yeah. And it had to go. And oddly enough, after being violently torn from the top of a of, of a, a TV stand and then whacking a person in the skull, the Super Nintendo was fine. Still worked after that. To, like a champ. Took it like a champ. Didn't even fucking have any issues. Now, if that were to happen to my 
Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5, I'm sure it would end up in a million fucking oh pieces. Oh my god, dude. But and to be fair, if it would have been if it would have been the uh the uh Switch, it probably be fine though. That's true. The Switch would probably be fine. Uh, yeah, there's something about Nintendo <laughs> products, man. They old, know what the fuck they're doing. Old consoles, man. Behind the GameCube was the whole reason the design was it was to this day I believe it's still the strongest uh, console. Cuz the way about it, it was designed to be a cube because no matter what direction it fell, the pressure would be uh, perfectly um, like distributed yeah. distributed around the whole console and it were, they were cornered heavy so it would always land on the corner damn man that's genius in engineering mm-hmm. fuck but it was constantly the one that was made fun of the most honestly some of some of my fondest memories are of playing GameCube games right. man like everybody gave it shit but I mean fuck Super Mario I mean listen maybe I'm maybe I should get made fun of for enjoying Super Mario Sunshine but Man, mm-hmm. I fucking I think, love that I think game, a, dude. Everybody loves I that game. I fucking love that game. Fucking, uh, dude, playing uh, that, the, what is it, the Medal of Honor, the, was it the Pacific one? Yeah, Medal of Honor, the Rising Sun. Yeah, that one was fucking awesome as shit. Resident Evil 4 was the first oh, yeah. uh, game that was, it, it was on the GameCube itself. Not anywhere else. It was yeah. exclusive to fucking GameCube, which is crazy, because, I mean. I should mention, that was also the Smash Brothers that had, um. Remember that that was the the console war Smash Brothers? Yeah, yeah. Or not Smash Brothers, Soul Calibur. Uh, Soul Calibur, yeah. Where each console had its very own character, well, had yeah. its own unique characters. Yeah. Yeah, fucking. Uh, I think PlayStation. Hihachi. Um, Hihachi from Tekken. Uh-huh. Uh, Game Gen- or Xbox? Too. Yeah. Spawn. Xbox, yeah, Spawn. Well, Spawn was on Xbox, right? And then, <coughs> shit. Who was on GameCube? Was Link. It the- GameCube was um, Link. 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 Oh, that's right. Else. Yeah. PlayStation was Spawn and. Um, um, no, Spawn, no, Spawn, Spawn was, was Xbox. Xbox. No, Xbox had uh, Dark Vader and Yoda. No, that was that was Soul Calibur four. Yeah, that was four. Uh, yeah, Soul Calibur three. Yeah. Uh, or two. Was it two? Uh, Soul Calibur two had Soul Cal. Yeah, so they had three different versions. It was Link was on Nintendo, obviously. Hihachi was on PS two. Xbox was uh, Xbox was Spawn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that differently. Well. You know, when we when we do the fighting game one, we'll have to do a deep dive and find out exactly what the exclusive uh, characters were. Or Adam could just look it up right now, I guess. Um, but anyways, I've... Shit, man. Yeah, I've been gaming for fucking probably... Now, granted, not in the sense of Frank, but I've been playing games for fucking close to... Oh, probably 30 years now, right? So... I've got I've I've been through Super Nintendo, N sixty four. You didn't go through the Nintendo. I never had. I never owned an original Nintendo. The Super Nintendo was the first console that I ever had. Um, because no one, no one in my family, like I was the oldest, so like I didn't have any older brothers or sisters or anybody that had that type of shit to like pass it down. My parents didn't know shit about gaming. Honestly, I don't even know how I even convinced them to get me the fucking Super Nintendo. I mean, I think I don't even think they really knew what it was or understood what it was. Because I remember playing Duck Hunt with the fucking rocket launcher, the the rocket launcher thing. I think I don't. I got it for the, I got the rocket launcher from somebody for Christmas, and I think they just gave it to me because it was like an extra gift. But I didn't actually own the Super Nintendo, and so then I think my parents obviously waited until a year later when it was my birthday and then eventually i think that's when i got the super nintendo so i had this fucking rocket launcher for super nintendo it's the it looks like an rpg you know Mm -hmm. and it's like the fucking light gun attachment for it and you can play duck hunt and all that shit with it and that was the first piece of like 
equipment that I remember having, and but I didn't have the actual fucking console to go with it. Yeah. And so then, like, the next year, I get, my parents, I think that's when they got me the actual Super Nintendo, and then I was like, oh, hey, this is cool. But yeah, so I didn't have anybody to, like, you know, have any experience with playing it. I had just basically heard from, obviously, commercials on, on cartoons, uh, watching the commercials for the Super, whatever, so the Nintendo games and whatnot, and then also hearing from people that I knew that had the, the gaming consoles and played like video games, quote unquote, when I was a kid, that was kind of how I like, you know, got into it, I guess. And it made, obviously you, you know, you want shit. Oh God. What? Yeah, I heard that too. What was it? It was your daughter. Katie's up there. Well, anyways. Anyways, that'd be fine. So basically, that note, where was what I? What was the thing that got you out of gaming? Me? <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, it's called yeah. Well no, I mean I still play games, not as much as I would like to. That's something that I don't know, maybe as we get older, that's it doesn't have to go away. Cause I think that's kind of what happened with like my our parents, or at least my parents. Because my dad kinda oh, he played Atari, you know, a little bit back in the day. You know, he he, he kind of knew what they were, but had no idea over the twenty years since he had played video games what they had kind of turned into or become and how advanced quote unquote i guess they had become right so he just grew out of it It, i think they just saw video games as a phase i think us as the they say that and it's the literally the biggest industry in entertainment that's a that's a that's interesting point because for them it was like a back then it was like a novelty right right to have that type of thing but now like gaming is so integrated with people's lives oh yeah like i said yeah the biggest is the, the biggest part of the entertainment industry. You can put the film and music industry together, and they still make less money than the fucking gaming industry. <coughs> I mean, shit. They also do more things like uh, right. the consistency of, I guess, like game releases and. Um, I don't know. There's some games that take ten years to come out. But I mean, I mean, the consistency in games that are released versus the movies that are released, like it's it's. Uh, I mean, how often are movies released on a in just on a, a month alone? Like it's maybe well, if you look maybe, at franchise specifically. Yeah, yeah, it's like several years. Whereas some video games are pumping them out every other. Well, Madden they pump that out every year. Yeah, or, so all the sports games are like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, Assassin's Creed was doing it pretty consistently. It was a downfall of it. Yeah. True, but they were still releasing shit more often and still making more money. Because that's of that. The, that's not the way it is now. Sure. <laughs> yeah, now it's not. But but and that's nowadays is where that industry is at that that point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways. So, anyways, well, yeah, yeah. so that's kind of where I see. That's how I see like us, the millennial generation. I guess, for lack of a better term, I feel like we're the first generation that has continued playing games uh-huh. through our adult into our adulthood, and even in probably. I mean, for me, I'm regardless of how often or how much gaming I actually get to do. I'm still a lifelong gamer. Like I'm going to play games probably till I die more than likely. I mean, I'm not probably, I am definitely going to play fucking video games till I die in my eighties or nineties or hundreds or whenever the fuck we, we go, however long our, our life expectancy becomes, Mm. I will be playing fucking games till I die more than likely. Right. And I think we're the first generation that really a hundred percent is, is like that now. And I think obviously subsequently going forward, that's kind of how every other generation is going to be after us. So, you know, it's uh, it's interesting to note the difference between us and our parents, I guess, and how they didn't get it. They still, I still don't think. I still think my dad thinks it's a phase. 
You know, oh, he'll eventually just grow out of playing those <laughs> games. Six hundred was it six hundred eighteen billion dollar industry right now? Yeah, yeah, something ridiculous like that. So, and all of that is Sony. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else? You guys have any other questions in terms of that? No. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, Adam, let's hear about you. What do you got? What do you got for us? Um, yeah. So my earliest experiences with, with gaming were uh, very briefly going to arcades to play Street Fighter and Virtua Fighter. And my first consoles were the NES and Super Nintendo. Um, there was there was always this one game I could never fucking play. When you're talking about equipment that you didn't have. Yeah, yeah. There's this one fucking game on NES called, NES called Gyromite. And you needed the fucking Rob, yeah. the oh, Rob shit. bot. Yeah, that's right. Because he, he needed to do something so that... He was, it, play, it, he was the player, too. And like he picked up these gyroscopes, put them on these things, and they were the A, B, left, right buttons. Whatever the fuck it was. it Because it, like, Gyromite, he if had... If you ever get a chance, what's his name? Um, the Angry Video Game Nerd? Mm. He did a really good video on him. On Gyromite? Yeah. And all the games that he was supposed to work with. I don't know, Rob. You're, you're talking about, about Rob, Rob the Rob, Sorry, yeah. uh, Rob the bot, uh, the NES bot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that was one game that we had that like I couldn't fucking play. It always bothered me that I couldn't. Um, I had one like that for me. It was uh, Donkey Kong on the N64 because uh-huh. I didn't have the memory expansion. Oh right, yeah, Damn. yeah. That was that was a rare, rare <laughs> fuck up on that one. They they made the game. They, Nintendo had to fix up fix their fuck up by offering the uh, the memory expansion system with it. Yeah. So, um, personally, I would say the genre that I I probably enjoy the most is fighting games because I mean shit I don't know I had this obsession with arcades and the one on the one on one aspect of it the one v one competition yeah. or whatever it always appealed to me because <clears throat> in, in a in a system like a battle royale for let's say Fortnite or PUBG <laughs> or anything else like or even Call of Duty yeah where it's like you know team. I, I know it's not the proper name, but like Team Slayer, a team a team killing mode, or yeah, yeah, Team Deathmatch, Team Deathmatch, right? Um, there's too many tangible, like in there's too many variables to to find out who's the best. Sure, there's going to be somebody that's head and shoulders above everybody else that can kill people, right? But there's still a lot of, that can go wrong. Like you know, you get hit by a fucking random grenade, or yeah. somebody snipes you, or fucking right. camps in the corner and they just wait for you to spawn. But fighting games like. It's it's a chess match. It's rock paper scissors plus chess with fists and kicks and, and projectiles and <laughs> all that stuff. So that's what I always appreciate about fighting games is you knew who was better, right? Yeah, instantly because it's one v one. And the franchise that started it all for me, I would have to probably say, is Street Fighter Two. Uh, probably regarded regarded as the most important fighting game of all uh, of all fighting games, and uh, I play that thing to fucking death. Uh, it's a franchise I still love, and uh, man, I've been you know, there's Mortal Kombat. If you're Mexican, I'm sure you went to Mexican supermarkets where they had arcade oh. cabinets where Mortal Kombat and Fatal Fury that's how I got introduced into I SNK. Mean, the first arcade I ever went to was in Mexico in Rosarito, mm. it was really down the street from my aunt's house, mm. and they had like, fuck, what was that game called? Where you, the, the planes like this. Oh, 1942? Yeah, 1942. No, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the historical one. It was the uh, sci-fi one. Oh, Galaga? No, it, was, it had like updated graphics and shit. Oh, okay. I mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, it had that <coughs> game and they had this fighting game. But it was like 
they were um, um, weapons based. Mm-hmm. So like there was a samurai with a katana. Oh, samurai showdown. Maybe because there was only one samurai in there. <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They, there was. I mean, shit. That was those Neo Geo cabinets were oh, so yeah. fucking badass because they had like. I, I think that's why Mexicans have an affinity for SNK games like King of Fighters, Fatal Fury, because uh, Neo Geo cabinets <coughs> had four games in one. Yeah. So it would have like fucking. And sometimes it wouldn't even have anything that was directly related to SNK or whatever. It would be like fucking Bubble Bobble. Yeah, like, which those was, little bubble guys with the little... <laughs> but, yeah. which, which is called, like, it's called Bust a Move in the yeah. U.S. But it had Fatal Fury or it had fucking... It would have Samurai Showdown with, like, Hal Maru, which is, like, the main character. Um, so, you, like, yeah, you put a quarter in, you can play any... Fu- and then they had, like, the Japanese... SNK had, like, a baseball game that was also equally yeah. as cool. Um but yeah, I I don't know. I I think fighting games was just something that I was just obsessed with that I still continue to. Uh, it still captivates me. And if there was a moment, if you're talking about like the um, tragic moments in video games, man, yeah. uh, Metal Gear Solid Three when Big Boss or rather Boss dies at the oh, end. That's, and that's so dang. She was Big Boss, and then uh, Boss killed her and became Big, big boss. boss. Right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that scene. <coughs> it, she was a hero. She was a patriot. The, that part, <laughs> it's not even so much like, okay, the fight's great and everything. Like, all that part is great. But um, well, just... Look, huh? at the line, look at the line we always try to shoehorn into every podcast we do. A weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just kind of like the gravity of the situation because you went through this whole journey and Boss, like, prepared you f- for basically this encounter because it, right. it, was, it was inevitable. You yeah. knew you were going to fight her at the end. But it's just like the moment of holding the gun because you can pull it at any moment, but you're just like, this, I can't, there's no other way out of this. And you just kind of just sitting there like, motherfuck. Yep. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, that, that shit sucked. Oh, so yeah, no, I, yeah I Metal Gear Solid 3 is the, probably the most impactful, tragic the moment. Game out of that whole franchise. <laughs> My personal favorite. And now that they're going to redo it, redo it, remake it. So that'll be cool. Yeah. That's going to be fucking sweet. Dale, though. Huh? But it's without Dale. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if they have David Hayter doing the voice work, but he was doing the promos for the game. So maybe, maybe, I mean, that would imply <coughs> it probably is what they're going to do with it. All right, so I'll that's I'll keep it. No, it's, they're gonna do the they're gonna do the industry standard to have Chris Pratt do them. Yeah, Chris Pratt, dude. Fuck, he's fucking Garfield, dude. Yeah, that that bothers me. But whatever. Anyways, that, enough about me. Let's get to the monster hunter oh, god himself. Let's let's get to the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Really? You gotta go with that cliche. The Rubadon. The Rubadon, <laughs> the god. So now 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 Rubadon, while superior to us in Monster Hunter fucking lore and gameplay is is younger than we are so we're all in our you know mid 30s what what, how old are you rubidon Uh, 22 22 quite a young man compared to us old bastards so tell us what was your first experience you remember in in gaming first experience in gaming um well, for, what started the introduction to me in the gaming was probably my, fa- my father because yeah. he had the whole, like, um, it was the one Nintendo game that had the <coughs> controller that had, like, three um, handles on it. The N64 and the Hertz Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does yeah. <laughs> yeah, hurt that you had that, but yes. Yeah. What's the one that had the three handles, old man? <laughs> so you... <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, no worries. I, I was just going to interject real quickly. So you, you remember how in Star Wars, it was, like, 30 years <laughs> since fucking... Uh, 
the Empire took over and right. like the Rebel Alliance was getting started and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah. It is definitely possible that people forgot about Jedi's oh, and yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Thirty years, man. That's all it took. That's a long it's time. Funny that you bring up. Star Wars because it was his dad that, got, that introduced me to Star Wars. What super super fucking Empire Strikes Back? No, no, no in Star Wars. Oh, okay, oh, okay. I, okay. I thought you were talking about the game. Anyway, so so continue. Yes, <laughs> that console, PlayStation Two, and the Xbox Six Sixty. So I've just been so so I started just be watching them play and see all these different games, and then sometimes I just test them out myself. But all the, the f- games we just talked about, he probably wasn't even alive for them yet. No, because you were born in what two thousand one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think that might have just been so, a point from Little Gear Solid 3. No. Did it, when did Metal Gear Solid 3 come out? I think it came out in 2004 or 5. Yeah, I think Metal Gear Solid 2 came out in 01. Because I remember playing that in 7th grade. Actually, I think it came out in 2003 grade. or... Yeah, it's 2003, 4, or 5. One of those three years. For 3. Yeah, for 3. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm just saying, like, yours was the latest game out of the ones we talked about. And he was barely alive for those. Yeah. That's true. That is true. So... So anyway, so you started out kind of cutting your teeth with with uh, Nintendo sixty four as your your yeah, what was considered your classic console. The consoles he started off with were the ones we probably first bought with our own money. Yeah, no, you're right. I think that was the Xbox three sixty <laughs> and the what the PS three. PS three, PlayStation two, PlayStation three. Yeah, yeah, those those <coughs> really they yeah those were the first ones I bought yeah with my own money as as you know. Three sixty was the first one I bought with my money. Yeah. So what what games do you remember playing on those? Uh, let's see. Um, that were wait, your intro he, games, you know? He, he didn't even finish the question. The, what? Because he was talking about the N64. And, and oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, let him finish. Yeah, give me the rest. Yeah, give me the rest. Yeah, so yeah, this is all the consoles that my dad had. I yeah. just, like, I went through, like, each one just test, just trying out different games that I liked. And, uh, it's if, funny. When him growing up, especially with his um, nieces and his mom, a lot of times they would do is just uh, chill in the living room and watch... His dad played video games. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Especially the uh, God of War games. Yeah, and the uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I played I played a lot of the God of War after I you know you know aged up a bit, and then uh, let's see, mostly oh. mostly played mostly played Halo as well. I think that's it was either Halo or either a Sonic game or a Spyro game on the Nintendo DS. That was my first game that I ever beat. That's, that's making me um, like you guys call a gamer. Yeah, yeah. And favorite franchise, I have to say again, like the Bungie, the Halo, Halo, because that's what got me into the Xbox um, consoles. Because I just loved Halo. Something about it just clicked with me, so I just got stuck along with that franchise. Because I played Halo Two a lot, Halo Reach, and then Halo Four, and then until finally when the collection came out, I got so hooked, hooked into that to trying to make sure I can complete all of it because I can. So I can see what I missed out on, like in Halo CE and 3. I mean, I will say that it was the game that started the Halo franchise, but it wasn't the first Halo I played. I played the first Halo game I played was Halo 2. Uh-huh. And me going into Halo Combat Evolved before Halo 3 came out, it was a... It wasn't a pleasant experience. Yeah, it's very, it's a very different experience. Yeah, it's yeah. the jump from 1 and 2 is direct to different games. Yeah. So, because of the fact that you were born well after the time of the peak of Halo, like the online experience, because you were able to purchase the, what is it, the Master Collection you said it was? Yes. Yeah, the Master Collection. Yeah, the Master so, were you was... able, because, you know, a big part, I mean, I didn't really care for Halo itself. I mean, I, the friends that I had at the time, um, or could rather continue to have, um, 
The, the only capacity that I cared, I cared for Halo was Blood Gulch, like Team Deathmatch or Capture the Flag. Yeah, all play that multiplayer, shit. Yeah. So, did you get to experience that with like Halo One? Did you get to to do that map, Blood Gulch, with Team Deathmatch or even Capture the Flag? Any of those modes? Were you able to experience that? Uh, unfortunately, you know, because since most of my entire time um, playing games, I've just been alone, so I never had any um, people to play online with until I met, met my best friend who started playing Halo online around like Halo 4 or Halo 5 maps online. That's what mm. I started playing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you never got to revisit, or not even revisit, but you didn't even get to experience the earliest maps or no. uh, the online aspect of that. So, oh, okay. All right, you guys, I have an idea. What? All right. No. He never got to fucking experience the glory that was playing fucking Blood Gulch or whatever. Or Coagulation. Or, oh, yeah, or Coagulation on fucking yeah. Halo 2. And then Halo 2 was just Valhalla. Was yeah. Yeah, I think that was their best recreation <laughs> of it. Um, since he never got to play that and experience it, I remember, and I don't know if you guys did this, but I remember setting up. Land like parties. land parties. Do you guys remember? Did you ever do oh, that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. I think what we should do is we should find some original Xboxes, maybe two we could get away with because those are they're probably expensive, and we should get two copies. Well, I have my original copy of Halo Combat Evolved still. Maybe we should get another copy of it, and maybe we should set up a land party and let, let him experience what a multiplayer land party was like for the first time. Yeah, because there's just something about when you are in the room and you're sharing a screen with somebody and you can see what they're doing. Like you can see what the fuck is going on. And yeah, you're not supposed to. But there is something about maybe when you get a little bit behind, you're like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to see where they're at. I'm going to I'm going to. There's just a whole other aspect of doing it. And then also the, you're there in person, too. So talking the shit. shit talking, the the extraordinary amount of fun that actually doesn't have anything to do with the game itself that is had from those type of things like you kind of missed out on that because your generation you you guys mainly well they but they played online that was all usually online like the couch co-op or couch multiplayer kind of went away i'm just saying nobody is worried about recordings of them playing couch co-op being leaked everyone's worried about the modern warfare chats being leaked I mean that's true, but that's because all that's obviously recorded. But yeah, it's a lot. A lot of his generation got first got experience to the end word through that freaking game. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they did. <laughs> the, I'm that's sure such they a did. that's such a funny thing to bring up. But I mean, not the the yeah. We're so fucking toxic. It turned the entire generation into what we have now. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's fucking. I, I don't know, man. That's uh. <laughs> that is true, but that's why I'm saying we should let him experience the wholesome non-government surveilled glory that was the land party. And for the record, we're, we're, we won't be saying the end word. No, no, yeah, we're not going to... I mean, that's not... The, yeah, for the record, that's not That's not the point. This this is going to be good, wholesome shit talking, you know, talking about his mom, uh, you know, maybe about how he's got a tiny dick. I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll just be talking shit about each other, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. but right. I think we should do that. I think we should set that up and then we should make that like a video. Yeah. Of him getting, like him documenting him getting to experience yeah. that for the first time because it is a completely different experience than playing online. Like to me, online will never fucking be as good as just having your buddies and just being in a fucking, 
in the same room or in two separate rooms. Oh yeah, you could taste the salt, dude. Oh, you can you can taste like the the feuds that were created from fucking land parties would still exist to this day if land parties were still a thing. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I think we should do that. I think we should get that going. What do you guys? What do you guys say? I think that's the reason why you've never seen family co-op games because it ends families. Kind of like how Monopoly did that. Uno, and then now I don't know if you saw the new Uno that came out. No, nah, there's a new one. <laughs> Yeah, the lowest number on there is plus 10. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what is there, like 700 cards in the deck? And if you had a stack rule, dude. Oh, fuck, yeah, you're fuck. done, man. You're never recovering from that shit. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyways, so wait, did he answer the question? Was What was the original question? I don't even remember. Oh, because I was asking if he experienced uh, oh, the Halo. Right, the, 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 Halo. the first proper Halo with the first proper map, which was Blood Gulch, because right, right. he was so, born a little after that. So he, I don't even know if that was a thing online. Halo's multiplayer also launched the careers of fucking Rooster Teeth. Yeah, that is true. Mm. So, uh, so have you actually played the original Halo in its original graphical content? Because mm. on the Master Chief Collection, you can go back and play it as right. You can do that. You can do yeah, that. You can change. Yeah, you can change to original graphics or their uh, remaster okay, graphics yeah. for the uh, first game and the second game. So, have you played it in the remastered mode at all? Uh, remastered and original. Oh, okay. Well, did you, probably because you wanted to get all the achievements, right? So I'm sure there's an achievement for being in the remastered mode or the original mode, right? Well, no, it didn't change in the middle of the gameplay. It doesn't, it doesn't change the game at all. all it's just, it was just the visual. Yeah, it was just the graphics. Oh, no, there was one change because with the remastered, it, has the, it had this stupid thing because like in Halo CE, when you change it to the remastered version, some of the things were like, they, made, they looked smaller, but but they had kept the old... um. I say poly- polygons or skeletons of the of the walls. So their hitboxes were bigger. So, so the hitboxes were the same. So some like let's say some pillars were made smaller in the remastered, but it kept the same skeleton as the old game. So even though you could see the enemy past the pillar, you were hitting the wall of the old pillar in the old game. Oh, okay, I get you. So it was better just to, more advantage wise to play in the old graphics because since you could actually see where the corner was instead of accidentally just huh. hitting a wall. That's interesting. But anyways, we, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to rock that and fucking so you can experience it because it's fun. And then we'll have to get because I still have my original copy of Halo Two as well. And man, those Halo Two maps, fucking some of those multiplayer ones changed the game. But anyways, we could deep dive into Halo on a whole other fucking thing. So yeah. let's get back to to you and your gaming history. History, I guess. So you told us about what you already. You know how you got started into gaming and your early adoptions of experiences, I guess to say, of gaming. What is your favorite franchise that you have? Like, what's one of your top favorite franchises? Um, Obviously, I probably know the answer because you know, but you know. Well, as I said, yeah, I've mean, played through as many Halo games as I can, including yeah. including the Halo War Halo War games. And what do you think about them bringing back the bad guy from Halo Wars two to somehow be the bad guy in Halo? In Halo, what's infinite? Infinite. Is it infinite? Um, I actually was fucking stupid as fuck. Well, I never got the. Well, I never actually played Halo Wars two because since I just thought I don't know because I heard it was this whole card system and everything about it. it was just yeah, the card system was stupid, but the main bad guy. It's fucking weird. The main bad guy. Uh, Atriox, right? Atriox. Yeah. Destroys the Infinity and throws Master Chief out the uh, thing in Infinity. Yeah. And he ends up fighting the guy who taught him how to fight. Is the main bad guy through the rest of the game. He's just, I'm a, I am H. I'm gonna I defeated Master Chief. Bye. <laughs> Go fight this old fuck instead. Yeah, he's just 
just makes a reappearance at the end of the game for a cutscene. That's it. Yeah, he just did a cutscene in the beginning, and then I think they killed the fucking because they haven't done shit with him except nah. for multiplayer shit. Yeah. So anyway, so okay, so Halo's up there. What's give me some other of your top franchises that you enjoy? Franchises. Uh, let's see. Whoa. Um, that would be Monster Hunter. Fuck yeah, that's what I wanted see. to hear. Uh, what other ones were? I mean, you're only leading the list, man, so whatever. <laughs> uh, what was another franchise? Oh, yeah, God of War. Yeah, I played pretty much almost every yeah. God of War. I'm watching that, the one for. Yeah. And, and the PS5, I mean, 4. Yeah. Back when it was the new console. <laughs> yeah, and I also love the Assassin's Creed series. They were They were very fun. Yeah, those are those are legit. I, I do we do all enjoy those. Uh, what would you? Okay, now I, let me ask you this now. So you've played every console, right? You played Nintendo, you played PlayStation, you played Xbox of the modern consoles, yes. right? What do you? What's your? What's your top? What's your? What's your favorite one that you enjoy playing on the most? And if you don't answer this right, I will disown you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I played mostly the Xbox. Okay, I mean that was the right answer for the record. Uh, I know Adam will probably differ. Nah, I'm not really. I'm not really a console snob. I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not really a console it's zealot. It's all about the PC master race. <laughs> if, I, if I had one, but uh, yeah, I always like that old jo- the joke that they was like, "Oh, PC is better than Xbox." Yeah, but it's your PC better than Xbox. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not really a. It's where it's wherever Street Fighter is. That's where I'm going. But yeah, I, I did pick a PS5. But anyways, was continue, there, continue. Was there, well, just out of curiosity, was there a reason why you picked a PS5 over an Xbox? I don't remember. I think, just, I, just, I, just, I think it's just because I had a PS4 before. I'm like, I'm oh, just fucking just, so just upgrading the PS5. Yeah, yeah, all right, I get you. All right, okay. So you're, oh, the exclusives maybe. Like yeah. I don't have Spider Man, but if I did, <laughs> yes, Spider Man. You would could be. play it if you had yeah, it if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah, the, the option is there. PlayStation has that I'm interested in is God of War and the Ghost of was it Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, oh, man, Ghost I of Tsushima. Man. Man. Um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say that I have. A, I mean, I like obviously Xbox is my favorite go-to but like i'm not so much where i'm gonna be like oh i'm not gonna buy anything else other than xbox i mean i own all of them so yeah and i'll always own all of the consoles like that's just what i do i i purchase every console that's available so that i can play everything potentially that's available no that's not true you didn't get the xbox one x yes i did i still have it upstairs oh you have the xbox one no i have the xbox one x too that was the one you never bought because remember it was like they announced it and then two weeks later they announced the xbox uh Series and you're like, oh, I oh okay. Time. Well, in that sense, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking. I mean, like, I'll have every current console of the the big three, I guess. And if there was to be a fourth company that came around and put out a <laughs> console, I'd probably buy it. The so you, Google no, Stadia, dude. All right, now, granted, you didn't buy but, the Amazon one. Okay, hold on. The Amazon. You didn't those buy. Not, you didn't buy Soldier Boys. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Those. We're not offering me anything different. It was just the same shit I could play on everything else by just a different medium. I'm talking about a whole nother fucking console that has exclusive fucking franchises yeah, that yeah. they're making. I would buy that. Yeah. No, no fucking questions asked. If Sega decided that, or well, Nintendo fucking owns that shit now, right? <laughs> if they decided they wanted to make Sega Genesis 2000 or make a new version of it with exclusive games, yeah, I would immediately buy too. it. <laughs> oh fuck Dreamcast 2 I'm in all in fucking I will buy the fuck out of that yeah um, so anyway oh yeah let's, let's back I, to- yeah, I kind of 
let's check ourselves a little bit. Okay, sure. This guy should be the focal point. You're right. My brother's right. my brother's in Kratos. I need this guy to fucking talk. Like you're right. The majority right. of the episode. Let's let's make it right. happen. Let's, let's shut the fuck up now yeah. and let him talk. Okay, yeah. so we'll just ask the question. So his fascinations at the moment, to recap, yeah. are uh Monster Hunter, the Assassin's Creed, or rather Halos. The Halos. Uh but yeah, what, what's your current flavor? What's your current flavor right now? You, is it currently Monster Hunter? I guess when I have time, I try to play Monster Hunter, and then recently, my friend, we've been getting to uh, Dying Light too. Mm-hmm. And uh, from time to time, I also try to like, just play some Ark in the meantime. Ark is that the dinosaur game? Yes. Are they on the second one now? Ark two? Uh, no, they no, they released an updated version called Ark Survival Ascended for the piece on the PC, and eventually it's gonna be on console. Basically, it's just the current art game, but like more, like lots of more highly detailed graphics, a few new dinosaurs and new um, features as well. So it's just, it's basically because Aug's been on like, um, what was, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, game, it was like game review or something. I can't find, I can't find the word for it. Like, you know, when they release a game, like, oh, early access. Oh, okay. Arch oh, pretty much yeah, like early yeah. access the entire time for, like, but several years. I was, was going to ask right now, like, isn't that game the game that's famous for being constantly in beta? Yeah. And it's just been constantly using updates and, like, just new dinosaurs or whatever. And then you know, this new um, updated version is just, it's basically the more, the more complete version of Arc. But is it, it's still in beta, right? Uh, pretty, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, it's been out for, it's like Star Citizen. It's been out for, like, 10 years, but it's still in beta. Or Escape from Tarkov, if anybody plays that. Everybody, everybody that has a computer plays that game. Uh, like, that game was like, fucking everybody had a hot fever for that game. Yeah, true. So, do, do you have you had any devastating moments that have been just difficult for you in terms of gaming? Um, I'll probably say the most devastating moment I've ever had in gaming would be... Probably the that my all, all my DS has just stopped working because since all the old games that I just that I managed to grow up with that started me off because just I can't play anymore because since everything just doesn't work anymore it doesn't charge it doesn't and if it does manage to do it it doesn't play the games anymore yeah but you can get that shit fixed there's people that model and shit that can get them to work but the the next, but the closest thing next to that is probably um being one of the from software games because since because my first one for From Software was Elden Ring, uh-huh. and oh my god, it was just it was just so beautiful. It was good because I don't know. It was, so that game was just just beautiful to me. And then when it ended, it's like so. When, when everyone when anyone ever tells me they like a game for From Software, like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, or Elden Ring, or what was the other one? Sekio and then um, Bloodborne. Anytime anyone, whether it be a YouTube game or anyone, tells me that they like those games, I'm like, oh, so that guy's a masochist. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're hard. But once you start like um, learning the game, it gets a little easier. And it's just, it's just it's the game is fun once you figure out every trick in in, the, in that game. Once you figure that out, then the game becomes playable. It's the games are meant to be the hardest fucking thing you've ever played. Yeah. Then after Eldering, it was Dark Souls three because. After beating that one and realizing the importance of the final boss, I was related to the very first boss and how it's just like a combination of all, pretty much how the players turn into one, which is a nice little, little story. Which is knowing that I beat one of the hardest games, like 
kind of like um, you know Destiny. Remember the first Destiny game where you had to um, find <clears throat> cards in the game, yeah, and then go to the website, the to Grimoire, to learn yeah. the stories. It was kind of like that where the, the game doesn't tell you the story; the extended stuff of the game tells you the story. Oh, you got to go figure that shit out, yeah. now, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with From Software, the Dark Souls. Like every piece of item in the game has a lore of like every single item, like armor, shields, rings, weapons. Except for that stupid ring, right? <laughs> After that ring they can get when you first play the game and it tells you, oh, pick one of these three items that can help you in your journey. And one of the items is, it's a ring of no value and no, it does, it seems to be useless. And everybody picks it because, oh, it's got to have some kind of hidden thing. It's supposed to give you a boost or something. And then at the end of the game, no, it was just a useless piece of ring. Yeah, yeah I get you. What would you say, what would you say that gaming means to you? What gaming means to me? Um, what it means to me is just, I can just say whatever interests you, just go have them. Go have fun with it. Just do, do whatever you want. Just, just don't listen to anyone else's shit. Just do, just do what you want. Just have fun with it. Yeah, you, yeah. You play your way. Do what interests you. Yeah. I got you. What do you? What would you say? You, do, you gaming is in terms of? Would you say gaming for you is as an example? Is it a stress reliever? It is. Is it a? You know. Is it just to pass time? Is it you're looking for an experience? Like, what do you personally get out of the experience of playing video games? Um, three, the three you mentioned were just yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, because you know to help release some stress, it helps yeah. pass the time, and you know it's just for a whole new experience. Like either either um, getting a new game or playing right. a game a new plus, or you know just trying a different build on a game that lets you um, do different things. Okay, and would you say that you get a certain feeling of accomplishment when you're playing the games? Uh, yes. Okay, so that was a yes or no question. I shouldn't have fucking asked that. I'm terrible at this. Um, <laughs> oh, he just literally told you about how he likes playing the from software games, so you know he's, he gets right, right. achievements for it. So do you think... No, that's a fucking shitty way to phrase that question. Go ahead, Adam. Do you have any questions? Why? I do. I do. Yeah, go ahead. Please I do. do. Please fucking do. Yeah, I, I have many things I yeah, want to get ahead. at. All right. So I think one of the benefits of playing video games is having the community aspect, right? Yeah. So has there been, or rather, what, do, what have been your experiences with the community aspect of gaming, whether that's through Monster Hunter, whether that's through the... Call of Duty franchise. What have what are some experiences that you've had through the gaming community that you you know you met friends, uh, you know you got taught how to beat a specific like monster in Monster Hunter through you know one of your homies. What 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 are your experiences through the gaming community that you've had? Um, my experiences have been all good because I met um, several good people online who like helped me get along with games that I just started in, just fresh in. You know, learning things and until I started going on my own. Mm. And yeah, it's just everyone I met has been so good. I mean, I haven't gone any two of those um, Modern Warfare games or Xbox Live on 64 Halo, so I haven't met any of those um, toxic players yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what, what are the modes in which you guys communicate? Is it through Discord, Discord or because uh, you're talking about, let's say you're pulling information together, right? A Discord server would allow you to create channels and stuff. So, do you have 
a discord with your friends that you kind of pull information for like for strategies or uh, things like that uh, or, ju- or just hang or even just hanging out and talking about the game itself or stuff like that oh uh, yeah just recently i just got on the discord server with my friend for um destiny 2 and it started bringing people in together mm. for like raids and stuff mm-hmm. and just, yeah, just Talk shit and stuff. And ha- yeah. how has that experience affected, uh, say, Monster Hunter? Have you, have you, because uh, I know there's kind of like a raid aspect to Monster Hunter, right? So you can go with a pool of people to go after a monster. Uh, do you have a posse that you you roll with to fucking get down on some fucking monsters and shit? Like, do you guys do you have a crew that you uh, do you go with for uh, for Monster Hunter? Uh, no, because I've been mainly playing solo because I just because the challenge of everyone playing uh, solo instead of in a party is um, more fun to me. Okay, all right. But I have been hoping for some uh, like a best friend and maybe in case if I ever want to like invite some Discord members as mm-hmm. well. Because mm-hmm. again, like the purpose of the game, it is a heart in a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a fun aspect of it, which I want to test out. Yeah, and what what to you is the most captivating part? Because is, is it one of your favorite franchises, uh, Monster Hunter itself? Oh, yes, it is one of my favorite franchises. All right, so what is what are the aspects of the game itself that is so captivating to you that draw your attention, that make you love the game itself? Um, it's it's designed on its uh, um, realistic fiction, mm-hmm. as you can say, because when they design their monsters or the environment and everything, it's a fictional world, but it's based on the realistic things in our world as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like how it describes how they use certain sacks and for their for their breaths, or like how it's like a, a certain poison that works in a certain way depending on the species. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, because the designs for them are cool. And they're also very um, point on to the species naming because it's like a whole different, because they're all called, most of the monsters are wyverns, but they all have like different classes of wyverns. So like the main... Um, uh, class of them were flying wyverns, so like you know, like the main ones you see in fantasies, you know, two legs and then like, wings. Then there's like brute wyverns, think of them just like giant um, T Rex looking creatures that just like ran through everything with mm-hmm. force, hence the name brute wyverns. Got fanged ones, got fanged wyverns, so like think of them like reptiles that walk on, like on four legs. So like think of them like drakes. Fanged wyverns are like drakes that work that act like mammals, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then you're just so on just holding many different kinds of pay, class, classifications that just works in their own special way and in a realistic way too, which is just it's always so captivating. As as far as like the so you're talking about the the monsters and stuff themselves. What about the combat system? How do you are there any parts that you like or don't I'm like? In a, in a okay. You know how we were talking about how when we first played Mario, mm. we just there was nothing. We just went. We figured it out through in- instinct. Mm. One thing I always thought was interesting is with Monster Hunter, there's no tutorial at all. Oh yeah, yeah. Because ever since like after the first game, it's just, it's just no. Tutorial. It expects you to know what you're doing. Mm. So it, it's a game that starts off on a hard curve already. Mm. As Josh learned when he first tried to get into it. Oh mm. fuck yeah, man! I'm too dumb to play those games. Oh shit! So, all right, man. Now I gotta ask, what are some of your because. For you beating uh, beating the game, right? Is is there a definitive end to the game itself? Um, yes. For 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 all the monster games, there are like the um, because you can see definitive endings. Uh-huh. But they're always usually um, a lot. I guess you could say in extra DLC. Okay. All right. Because like monster Hunter is a weird thing of you complete the story, 
by buying the DLC. So like, so there is story for the main game, but the full story is in the next DLC that comes out. I see. Uh, <coughs> and for you, is there for for the Monster Hunter fanatics? Is there something that you can hang your hat on? Like, I beat this boss in X amount of minutes, or like. There's got to be some kind of tough boss yeah, that you... What's your, like, major... Like, your biggest accomplishment, yeah. you say, in Monster Hunter? Um, let's see, my biggest accomplishment. Um, so far, it's, it's just beating these um, arc-tempered monsters because I haven't gotten into Iceborne yet because I'm still, I'm like, in the... I could, with a high rank for Monster Hunter World, I haven't gotten to Iceborne yet because I'm stuck in this arc-tempered Nergigante, which when I do beat will be my biggest accomplishment because that motherfucker is annoyingly difficult yeah. on solo, especially in a great sword user because, you know, we, we hit slow. Right, and right. I'm still trying to figure out the best way because mm-hmm. uh, despite being a big guy, he moves fast, he's hard to read, he hits hard and uh, and I was like, well, like one, sh- one hit moves and then eventually moves that become one hit depending how long the fight goes on. Yeah, yeah. Me- meaning like they're one hit kills or yeah, like they could be that damaging. Yeah, yeah. He always has this one move that's always a one hit, and then mm. eventually during the point of the fight, some of his moves may become one hit because because he just eventually just randomly gets gets stronger. So like a normal attack that you can t- usually take will eventually become a one hit attack. The once he um, buffs himself up. Mm. And uh, how often? Because you're you're usually not going to get that first encounter, right? Where you fight a boss, and uh, I mean, you're probably going to get killed in the first round. So, like on average, how how much time does it usually take you, or how many times does it usually take you before you get the patterns down? And like how many, where what spots you have to evade at, or uh, you know things like that. How many times do you think you? end up uh, fighting a boss before you start getting the attack patterns and stuff? Uh, I would probably say maybe maybe four to five times because since because not only are you trying to learn the patterns of a monster, you're trying to learn the patterns of a monster that comes in different sizes because mm. in the uh, in the new thing with Monster Hunter World, they come in two sizes. So sometimes they're bigger than usual. Sometimes they're smaller than the usual. Mm. So that's where the whole uh, new system called um, small crown and big crown hunting comes in. So that is a competition of trying to find and hunt the smallest version of the monster, and also trying to find and hunt the biggest version of the monster. So you know they have new their attacks have new ranges. They have to take a, um, a point as well. So it just changes for every hunt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever seen those memes of people talking about like, playing video games and like I beat it, we beat the boss, and then. The how far it goes from green to red and it starts over again, as in it's the boss's second stage. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, those, those movies were always about Monster Hunter. Oh, really? Because <laughs> of uh, because you know, in Final Fantasy that happens, and it's not a new trope, but it became relevant because the bosses were so freaking hard in Monster Hunter that when they got a second stage, it's like, well, I used up all my potions, I used up all my things, well, I'm about to get fucked. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Time to get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned that there is an archetype that you use, which is, the, what was, was it? The I big was sword? I ask you, did you use like sword and shield, warhammer? Like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a great sword man. Great why? Sword. Why? It's just the beefy damage. The beefy? It's a tank. Yeah. 
All right. Is that your play that, style, you would say, don't in general? Laugh, don't even laugh, Josh, because that's you too. Yeah, no, that's what I'm asking. Like that, The tank is my preferred play style in any type of game like that. Is, ask, Josh, ask Josh what kind of D&D character he should play. <laughs> oh, fucking barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> fucking human barbarian tank. It's funny, because barbarian, it has no choice. It has to be tank. Mm. That's its archetype. That's its yeah. style. But in D&D, there's also the paladin, the cleric, and the fighter. Which can become great tanks because Josh also played a cleric. Yep, became yeah, a tank. became a tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but with the fighters and stuff, because you can sh- with those ones, it allows you to be multi-weapon. Like with the barbarian, you only have the heavy weapons. You can't have like normal swords because you won't get your bonuses. Right. You can with the other stuff, so you can be more. Uh, what's it called? You can be dexterous. You can be strength. You can be more magical and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Barbarian, nope. Hammer head good, yeah, and that's what that's what I always think about when I see the great the great sword users in um, Monster Hunter. Beefy, like, beefy. That's probably more relatable to the uh, hammer mains because yeah, hammer mains. Yeah, the, they have they have a lot of fun too because it's just, just what little I play the game I, I just sort of show because I like having the options. So, I, I have a question for the archetype that you play, which is the big sword swinging little dick having character. <laughs> <laughs> so, because you play that character, I imagine you can't. Do defense like you can't block? Can, can you block, or or do you have to do more evasive maneuvers? Where like, okay, I'm swinging, I'm swinging. All right, now I need to get out of the fuck out of the way. I can't just you know block with the shield or anything. Or right, that's yeah, a good question. Yeah, I know in some games like in um, Baldur's Gate and stuff, there's a thing you can do I'm like gonna, I'm gonna cut through. if you're in your like your main swing and the enemy is doing their attack, then oh shit, you have to try. Well, you can do like a jump or something to get out of that animation. Is there, so, is there something similar like that with Monster Hunter? Um, yeah, you you, you have to like time your dodges to make sure you don't get hit because because not only have to dodge on um, attacks, you also have to uh, dodge roars because roars can like stun you along with tremors. Yeah, that's that's fucked. However, um, some weapons like the sword and shield like, that have like shields you can block instead, so you can um, weirdly enough block a roar. Yeah, uh, which the great shield can do too because because the, the sword is actually big enough to hold the two hands and actually block attacks. Okay, that was the only thing I want to ask. What the hell? How does that fucking one go, the one work? Where it's a fucking horn or some shit? The hunting horn? Yeah, how does that work? Oh, basically, um, every time you um, swing with that weapon, it uh, like adds notes to, the, to your weapon. And depending on whatever hunting horn you use, because they have different melodies. So depending on which way you attack, after you um, do certain attacks, you, um, you can press a certain button and play all the melodies together and give your um, teammates buffs. Like on the fly or, so, your, or yourself. So basically, it's like a barbarian. Yeah, think of it as a barbarian that has um, that can buff itself. Well, I was saying a bard is a bard that plays with their music oh. and cast that also multi-class into barbarians. So they call barbarians. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, it's, it's a it's a hammer that can play music. And because uh, I've never actually pl- pl- uh, played the franchise, so are there aspects of say magic? Where you can throw, <clears throat> since you're like a big sword swinger or whatever, can you do you have items that you can throw at the monster to like reduce their speed or um, I don't know, uh, maybe you get a damage buff, like you you cast a potion on them and then your sword does you know two x damage because of this like potion or something. Is there something like that? Uh- Sort of, yeah. It's mostly because down to items, because 
for like the buffs on you, it's like drinking either potions or eating certain meats that you uh-huh. can that you can either um buy what at the are, shops. What, they, what do they call the cats? Calicos. Calicos. Yeah, there's a chef, which, which is another question I want to ask you later. But there's a little weird thing with that cat mm. in some in another form of media that mm. I want to talk about. Okay. But um, what was I saying? Well, the thing is with him, Monster Hunter has a different system when it's based around what different most of uh, RPGs. In the sense of, you find items to get stronger. Like, oh, my bo- I defeated the boss and he had this awesome sword. Where Monster Hunter is, I defeated this boss, now I can grab his materials to make an awesome weapon. Mm-hmm. So it's more about the hunting aspect of it is what's giving you your special weapons. And, and depending on the monster you've killed, that gives that um, items that you make for him give you special buffs and stuff like that. Yeah, and some of the item weapons require um, rare items from that monster, so which you don't, won't always get. So sometimes you have to hunt that monster over and over again, either by killing or capturing it. Yeah, it's not the thing where you have to fight, you can end up uh, fighting the boss like ten times before you get the item. Jesus. Yeah. So and then, okay. and some of those items also require, and then some of those equipment also requires items from different monsters. So sometimes you have to fight two different monsters just to complete one set. And what's like the the rarity drop? So say you want the scale of a fucking dinosaur or something, but it only drops like say one in fifty dinosaurs every. Every fifty dinosaurs, you might get that item. Is there? Is there? Does it have that aspect to it where you're you're just waiting around? The, like the RNG. I'm guessing it's RNG that. Uh, or we called it in Destiny, RNG Jesus. RNG <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me, tell me about that. Uh, kind of yeah, yeah. Because when you when you capture a monster, you just get a, a random amount of um, items. Because because hunting and um, capturing and carving mm. um, differentiates differentiates between the items you'll get. Like, you both get items from each one. Mm. It's just some items are easier to collect from a carve or from a capture. Mm. Yeah, because, like, you get, like, scales, hides, and, like, fangs, and so, like, they're easily obtainable from either way. But uh, for, like, higher stuff, like plates or gems, those are some of the more um, um, higher-valued stuff on monsters. Uh-huh. And gems, you can only get either from a tail carve, which some monsters have, or if you're lucky enough, like on a carve or from a drop. Because when you hunt monsters too, you can break their body parts, which will drop items from them as well, inc- increasing the chances of getting an item. I see. So while you're hunting a monster, you, you have to go for um, all the breakable parts, like breaking their legs or their head or their wings. And if they have a severable tail, you have to have a slicing weapon because you can't cut up a tail without, with a blunt weapon. So you have to have a severing weapon. That's cool. To cut a tail off to like carve it because that's, that's the extra carve. As well, so normally with monsters you can carve three times, but with that tail you get a fourth carve, and while also cutting off that tail, you reduce their tail attack since it's it's reduced in length. So you you need specific weapons to do specific things to a monster. So if you wanted to harvest items, you need a specific tool for that. And does that also apply for like the damage as well? Like you need a specific uh, like axe or sword to uh, to attack say like a t-rex you you want to hit him like in the underbelly or something do you need a specific weapon for that that does more damage um yes or no because yes or no because you can use any weapon you want but okay yet, some weapons do more damage to certain body parts mm. like for example on like flying wyverns um like am like um gun weapons would do more damage to the wings than normal wep- other weapons would do mm. Cause, that makes sense. Piercing does more damage to the wings, yeah. Yeah, and then like um, like to the tail, you do like more damage with slicing weapons, so like great swords, long swords, um, um, shorts and shields. 
And then for like um, body parts like the head and stuff, you do more damage with blunt weapons. So like um, like the hunting horn or the uh, hammer. And then yeah, it tells you little hunting notes like because it goes by like stars like 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 one star, two star, three star, which is the max. And to, and then yeah, you go off by there knowing like which stamp, weapon does the most damage to a certain body part. I got you. Uh, and to transition the topic a bit, since I mean, so you enjoy the game of Monster Hunter itself and the franchise. For as long as you've been playing it, what criticisms do you have about the game itself that you th- you think could be an improvement? Improvement? Um, so far from what I've seen, uh, there's nothing I can critique it, Paddle yet, because so far I've just been enjoying what they've made so far. Mm. Um, Cooper, get out of there. Bastard. Sorry. Yeah, I got nothing to critique about it so far yet. So, now you being essentially a Monster Hunter veteran. No, not yet. You you could be a verifiable veteran of Monster Hunter. What advice would you give to somebody who's just getting out or just starting their journey into the Monster Hunter franchise? Um, If they are going to start, I would probably recommend either starting on... Maybe World or the new Monster Hunter Rise, since unlike the other older ones, they actually do have um, tutorials to teach about the weapons and stuff. Because in the older games, they don't do that. That's where you have to start um, learning off the bases. And again, that's what when the um, games are a bit hard, as most people say. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's also an expedition mode in Monster Hunter World where you can just like, explore the land and then learn the map. Also gathering items to know which mix mixes with what. Yeah. So like, then you can learn different routes, learn how to get to a monster faster, and also um, discover new campsites, which will get, allow you to fast travel to different parts of the map so you can get to the monster mm, faster right. as well. Okay. And then like learning different times when the right time to mount the monster or to um, basically just learn when to stun them as well or just duck. Learn when you have to get out of the way and like read their patterns because right. in this game it's all pattern reading. You gotta learn how to fight the monster, or else you're just gonna freaking... get your ass whooped. Yeah. And to start off with the game itself, when you're picking the class or archetype for the character for the archetype you play, the big sword swinging fellow, is that like a novice or advanced character to use archetype? Uh, or can you use like sword and shield and that's more of like novice and e- <laughs> easy. So, or, or is that just open to anybody to pick whatever they want or, or they're more, if you kind of get my, my drift. Yeah. 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 Some weapons are more, um, meant for um, beginner players and some more advanced, like for example, the sword and shield, like that's the sword and shield is the base weapon you start off with in the game. Like in, okay. in, pretty much in every game you start off with the sword and shield. That's like the go-to um, um, introductory weapon. And then you can either stick with that weapon if you want or then branch off into a different weapon type. Um, so far, I think maybe to me, the harder ones would be maybe, again, like the slower user ones, like like me with the great sword or mm-hmm. like maybe bow guns and stuff. Because since for bow guns, you got to craft or buy your own ammo. Right. Because it's not on... Unlimited because you, if you want to get the good ammo, you got to make it yourself and everything. So that it takes a lot of grinding to do. So so if you're gonna use those weapons, you have a have the time to grind. Yeah. Is there uh 
<coughs> for, for the combat or the battle itself, when you're fighting a monster, are there parries involved? So, meaning, like, if a uh, if the if there's a stegosaurus-like monster that'll swing its tail at you, are you able to parry it with the sword, like to reflect it, and then also get your own turn to attack? Uh, technically, yes, because since um, with some because with monsters, because like when you attack with the head of like a blunt weapon or for blunt attack, because mm. if you have a slashing weapon, some slashing weapons have blunt attacks. Yeah, and if you attack the head repeatedly, it'll give an ailment or I mean a, a status effect called stun, which will start stunning the monsters. All right, and then sometimes. As long with the, uh, with the fight going on, monsters will also become exhausted, and then if you hit them during those times, sometimes you knock the monster back to fall to the ground and just like and they'll just play on the ground being opened. Oh, nice! And then some monsters have attacks where they have an or you have an opportunity to technically parry. Like there's this brute wyvern that has been known for the entire history of Monster Hunter called Devil Joe. Mm-hmm. Some people call him Pickle because he looks exactly like a pickle. He's just a giant green monster. With, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he has a certain attack where oh, the screen will zoom out because monsters have super attacks or like big attacks where the screen will zoom out, letting you know that it's a, that it's a really big attack coming, so you need to get out of the way. And, but with this attack, because when you attack him, you'll mm. start doing that big super attack. He'll come down and hit you, but if you manage to, do a, but if you manage to hit him again while doing that, it will knock him immediately back over and <laughs> over, giving him open to attacks like every single time. You gotta tie that right, and then uh, there's also some like with the great sword is like has a special attack called tackle. Mm-hmm. Basically, you just you, you shoulder bash into them. You literally hit this the monster with your shoulder, and mm. you're completely immune to all flinches. Mm. So you mean the roars, you mean the hits, nothing, anything that hits you, mm-hmm. you won't be knocked back, but you will take the full damage. So it's like a like a, a, a suicide pretty much hit. You, know, you don't die, you don't block, you just. You take the hit with the chance of blocking the enemy, blocking the monster back, while no, not receiving any flinching yourself. Right. And then uh, there's like the the sword, the, the sword and shield. Like there's like a, a block counter. So if you do a block, you really do a, a, a attack right afterwards. And, and this is all stuff that you can learn progressively over time. Or are there specific tutorials for like the count, doing the countering aspect of a battle? Um, so far, Monster Hunter World is like a a tutorial era. We can learn the basic moves of the weapon, and then in the menu, if you look through the Hunter notes, it teaches you a little bit more of the advanced moves. Uh-huh. And then eventually, as you play play through the game, you learn even more aspects of the weapon that even the notes and the tutorial that doesn't teach you. Yeah. Like for example, with the the main thing about the greatsword is the reason why it's such a beefy weapon is because it has a it's a charging weapon. Right. So basically. <laughs> Because while you're sitting there, you charge up the weapon, and you notice your body getting surrounded by a red aura. And then as you let that weapon charge to its max, you... Knife fell. Oh, there's your box cutter. Yeah, and then you let that weapon charge up, and you attack, and you can do, do multiple combos. But later on, as you learn, is that while you're charging that attack, you realize that if you let go at a certain time, it does more damage than charging all the way. Because... Um, when you, tra- when you charge all the way and you do attack, you know, you just does a regular charge and you just do the technical full damage that you thought you always did. But when you let go at a certain time, like right when you attack is what has to start, you hear like a little, like a little like ching noise. Right. you know that does, you did the charge correctly and that does the actual full damage of the charge. And do you recover quicker as a result of that? So you can do your, your next attack, you know, a little bit quicker than 
Say if you did the full charge? Uh, no, it's just it's just for the increased damage. So okay, all right. Uh, and then you can also increase that, uh, but you can increase the uh, chance of getting to that damage by, again, doing quick moves that lead up to it. Like, for the main thing for Great Shield mm. is to keep doing tackles while doing a charge weapon because those charges carry on to the next attack. Because mm. the main thing about a great sword is the true charge attack, which basically... He slashes the weapons down, and the person flips over and doing another make big hit attack. Right. And then, because but before you get to do a true charge attack, you got to do one. You got to do two attacks beforehand. So like one slash, then then you have to wind it back up, then charge, then do a second slash, then wind it back up again, and then then you do the a double charge, and then so you get two charge. But if you just do a single charge, shoulder, then single charge, shoulder again. It's way faster, and you get to that. Big damaging up in attack. Right. Uh, and as far as the uh, the future of the game, as far as updates or anything you're looking forward to, what 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 things are you looking forward to as far as Monster Hunter? Are there any future updates or even things that you're uh, hoping for <laughs> in the future? Um, when it comes to future updates in any Monster Hunter game, it's mainly either the... Uh, it's mainly just the, the monsters and the story. Because mm. that, that's literally the point of the game. As the name applies, it's Monster Hunter. It's yeah. the hunt monsters. So any updates that come up, you hope for a new monster. And and hopefully it's good. Like both in in looks and fight fighting style-wise. Because lots of monsters can click to people in different ways as their favorite fights. What, what's your personal favorite uh, fight that you've had in the game? Um... So far for me would probably be either uh, Rathalos or any other Elder Dragon, because since because the thing about Rathalos, he's like the he's he's like the first flagship monster of the entire game. Because each Monster Hunter game, when it comes out, has a flagship monster. Right. Basically, it's the box cover monster in the game uh-huh. that that introduces a new um theme that the game didn't have in before. Like for example, since he was the um, first monster, he's like the first flying monster that like shoots fire and everything. So he's like you know like the, the first basic wyvern, mm. which made him, because which made it fun because since you know it's like fighting like technically fighting a dragon pretty much, mm-hmm. and then that's when the other dragons coming out like the true dragons, so like you know the four legged ones with wings to backs, because in in the lore, elder dragons are like. Um, Creatures of mass destruction that, that are threatening like into entire ecosystems, so that makes their fights fun. Cause since they have unique things, because elder dragons are the only um, creatures in the game that are pretty much pure fictional. Because all their powers don't come like naturally, like other monsters do. Like like either because of the natural environment, like or like with symbiosis, or just like sack. They, their powers are just purely um magical. Right. They they're, they're the forces of nature, pretty much. Right. So like a Godzilla or something, yeah. Like the, or like like or Nergiganta, Yeah, he's before before you get to fight the Arc Tempered, which is like really hard. Uh, just regular high rank or low rank Nergiganta, He's really fun. Think of him like as a, as a like a Wolverine, pretty much. He's like a, the Wolverine version of dragon, a Wolverine dragon, or some other people call him the the Durian dragon because he's just all spikes. Because mm-hmm. because the thing about him, he's. He constantly grows spikes out of his arms, his wings, his back, his head, and then which he was, which he uses to increase his attack, like I said beforehand. 
but eventually those spikes become black and hardened, which makes all attacks reduced against him, but also making all talk attacks bounce off him because it's basically armor. Because another thing about monsters is they have um, 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 non-breakable body parts, so they basically strong body. So when you take, hit those parts, it does less damage than you would do on the critical points. Mm. And then when he gets that black armor, that's when the attacks start coming to those one-shot attacks when arc-tempered and does his um, big um, one-shot move when he dives down, destroys all the spikes, leaving him naked again, having to regrow all the spikes again. And then another one, like Kushala Deora, it's a, basically a dragon that controls like tornadoes and everything. Mm. They, they, he can just summon tornadoes anywhere he wants, breeze wind, basically just stuff that's just not natural for any creature to do when they're born. It's just, they're just unnatural forces. All right, well, what, what else you guys have well, as far as questions? I, I'm curious. Oh, go ahead. Now, are you the type of person that does the min max, that looks up, you know, all the stuff to see if they can min max their character? Or are you more like, I like how this works. I like how this works. I'm going to do it this way, this way, this way. Um, For the beginning part, I was uh, I just played mainly what people call it as a fashion hunter. I just I just picked armor just to look cool. I didn't care about the stats. Mm-hmm. But again, but as of but as of right now, due to the Gigante, I'm now having to, you know, actually choose the armor that benefits my um, playstyle. So like so yeah, so I now I have to uh min max now I have to min max my armor that go, that goes on with my weapon because because in the game, you don't level up yourself. You're, it's the armor and weapons that level up. Which is like, uh, which is what I was going to bring up because it's a lot like um, how it was in Destiny 2. Was you got to level 20, and that was the cap. And to raise your power beyond that, it was your weapons and armor had what was called a light rating. Yeah, the power. Yeah, power. yeah and so those ratings put together would make your, your levels above yeah. um, level 20. Uh, it's the same because when me and Josh used to play, we were like, we didn't look up min maxing stats. We didn't know what the perfect thing. We just thought, hey, this is what's fun. This is how we're gonna play it. Which yeah. is probably why we never beat a raid. <laughs> yeah, close. No, we did beat the first one. That's well, in the first, yeah, Destiny One, we did. Yeah, yeah we beat, we we did, we got guys going and stuff. Which is kind of what it's a good transition because I did want to start asking you a little bit about Destiny. Well, I have um, a question about Monster. Oh, good. Now, as a fan of Monster Hunter, what did you think of the movie? 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 Oh yeah, yeah, man! You haven't seen it with oh, fucking man. Mila Jojovich. It's a uh, campy as fuck or weird, but sure it's, it's it's probably watchable, right? I don't know. It's ass rooted. Yeah, I mean, did, have you, you, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the movie. And what did you think of it? Um, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I mean, there were some things that I heard people were really pissed off that the U.S. military was involved in it. Yeah, so that it killed. That it, they said that it killed the, it killed the whole movie. Yeah, it kind of did a little bit. No. What was it sponsored by fucking Raytheon? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was not. No, it was like the um, what you call it, like Top Gun, where it was sponsored by the U.S. Navy. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, now is it true? Because he's talking about the cast of Calicos. I was somebody. I was listening to somebody, and they were talking about how that what's her name, the main character, the main actress, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, that her character supposedly was flirting with the cat that was the cook. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know it's that. I, if, to be honest, the only thing floating I saw was was the cat. Just was the cat flirting to the her. I didn't know her flirting to the cat. So the, so there was quote unquote sexual tension between a cat and a human. 
<laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, they're making dude now, man. I can't I can't abide that. I can't. That's fucking crazy. It, also another gripe of that movie is that cause after they beat that um so called Greater Rathalos, because um the thing is they were fighting that monster with weapons that had fire element on it, which again for a fire breathing wyvern, which is resistant to fire, just doesn't make sense. And threat. Well, you gotta understand, Ruben. In our world, in the real world, the way we fight fire is with fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then also introducing a point like seeing how it's weak during a um, breath is both right, both right and true. Because since because in the game it's, it's just open to attacks when you're trying to breathe, but I don't know. And then the movie just didn't seem right. I don't know. So but, you'd say there were some continuity errors between the game and then. Just the general way. Yeah, I guess that's probably... Well, that's how it is always. Like, video game movies never live up to it. Yes. But, but the biggest one was, like, probably introducing Gourmet Gala right after um, the freaking Rathalos, which is, like, a way bigger step than what a Rathalos is. It's, like, it's it's question... It's I'm sorry. It's, it's cast as a question... As an unclassified monster. It's not a, it's not a wyvern. It's not an elder dragon. It's completely a mystery monster. It's, like, it's like neither... Because, because the most the main thing about Guarmigala is it's the, it's the zombie monster, because it's known for the frenzy fires, which because it affects monsters by just like, by attacking them and then afterwards the monster eventually dies from the frenzy, and then once it dies it comes back to life, and then the frenzy makes that resurrected monster even stronger, that attacks other monsters in its in its own rage of undead. Affecting them and just keep spreading, spreading. It's literally it's a, it's a doomsday monster, pretty much. Right. And to have that as the next monster right after, just a giant Rathalos, is just, just underwhelming. Just, just didn't make sense. <laughs> they they struggled to fight a tier. They they struggled to fight and defeat a tier C monster, and the monster they introduced right after it is the god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not not god. No, but, but that's basically what they did. Yeah, pretty much. It's just it's just pretty much like a like a nearly omni, uh, like yeah, um, nearly omni pony monster. Right. Damn, that's great. Yeah, I knew I knew that movie wasn't gonna be good. I mean, it probably it probably would have been good to people who've never played the game, or yeah. five years old, and you just want to see or goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to see your favorite characters on the screen, or if you just want to see uh, monsters uh, getting killed by the U.S. military. I mean, sometimes you know maybe that's what people want to see. All right. Yeah. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you, you have any other questions? That was it. Oh, all right. So I want to ask you about Destiny real quick. So you said you recently had just gotten into a Destiny 2 Discord server. Yeah. Did you just start playing Destiny 2 or have you been playing it for a while? I've been playing for a while. I, I played Destiny 1 as well. And yeah, just moved on from this, to Destiny 2. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, me and Frank played Destiny 1 a, a shit ton. That is on our, on our 20... Okay. On our 20-year Xbox, uh, when they did the little anniversary, they had this thing where they calculated... Didn't Snake Eater come out 30 years ago or something like that? 20 years ago? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. Well, anyways, when they did that, they had all the games you played from the Xbox 360 when they started tracking the time that you played in games all the way to the current. They picked the game they showed everybody the, the games that you had put the most hours into <laughs> and destiny one was the game for me like 
subhanallah. It was like a thousand. It was like a shit ton of hours, dude. It was like for me, it was like it said eleven hundred hours. Yeah, I think. It was, and then my next most played game was Assassin's Creed Three, and that was at hundred. Yeah, yeah. There was a disparity because mine for Destiny One was over a thousand hours, and yeah, the next closest game was like a hundred and maybe hundred and twenty was number two. So, would you say? That you put in which game do you would you say you think you put in more time to so far, Destiny or Monster Hunter? Mm, uh, probably Destiny because since I I'm I've been played because I've been playing Destiny first and I haven't gotten to Monster Hunter until Monster Hunter World came out. Oh okay, but. The first time I've ever been introduced to Monster Hunter was when my cousin came over with the demo for Monster Hunter um, 4, which which is the game that Gorbigala was introduced. Oh, okay. Okay. So, right now you say you probably dump more time into Destiny than you said. Yeah, maybe since I just had it longer. You've been playing it longer, yeah. the franchise. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, one other thing about the Monster Hunter, and also this kind of applies to Destiny too. Does it piss you off that they keep making you buy shit to get the new updates or whatever, to get the new version of the story or the next le- the next set of levels? You have to, like, pay $40 or whatever, right? Or $60 almost. Um, for, for Destiny, I mean, not really, because you can just, because the point of the game, because you, you, can, you can play the story if you want or just, or just play the repeated raids the game comes with anyways. Mm-hmm. But for Monster Hunter, yeah, because since to beat this, like the to, to complete the full story, so I'm sorry, I don't know about the other games, but so far for Monster Hunter World and Rise, yeah, if you want to complete the full story, you you gotta buy the DLC afterwards. So like, if you want to completely um, like have the full experience, you have to buy the DLC. So does that does that like does that piss you off that you have to you have to do that in order if you want to continue the experience instead of them just saying okay. Like it was back in our day. Back in my day, you could pay $60 for a game and get the whole experience out of the box. You know? Whereas now, you pay $60. 70 Okay, sorry. $70. That just gets your foot in the door. Then, in another 6 to 12 months, you're going to pay another $70 to get the second half of the story. Or the second part of the story. And then another 6 to 12 months after that, you're going to pay another $70 to get the third part of the story. You know, kind of like what they're doing that. So... Do you think it should go back to the hey, you buy what you buy, you get the whole story, and then if you want to buy add-on DLCs or whatever, that's fine. Add-ons are okay. Or do you think this this kind of subscri- it's almost a subscri- subscription model? Game, game is a service. Yeah, gaming is a service. Do you well, think? Would you see what the the CEO of um, Take Two or whatever it's called the company that's sorry not oh yeah because Take Two owns Rockstar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so they're talking about Grand Theft Auto, and he was oh, saying that he says it's that it's at the point where they have to start charging people by the hour to play games. That's fucking tragic. So instead of paying like your money up front, you have to start paying like oh fifteen bucks for six hours of gameplay. So it's basically like you're renting the game. That's awful. That is fucking terrible. I, I'm saying that right now that if that's the way the gaming industry goes, that might actually be the end of gaming for me in general. They won't do it because they know they're going to lose money. Yeah, there's no way that that would be... Everybody would boycott it easily. 
Yeah, they would have to. There'd be no way. There'd be no fucking way. So, what do you think about that? Because um, you grew up in the generation where this type of shit is kind normal. of normal. For us, back in the day, we got a game, played it. It was like, I'll use Diablo 2 as, as an instance. You played the game. At the end of the game, you fought Diablo, defeated him, saved the world from him. Cool. That's exactly what the game was marketed to us as. A couple years later, we got what was called an expansion pack. We got his brothers. We got two expansion packs, and we fought both of his brothers as well. So it was an addition to the game. We didn't need to get those two packs to finish the game. The whole game was Diablo, fighting Diablo. Then we got Ball and his sister. I can't remember what the other one was called. And we got them as expansion packs, and they were like 30 bucks as opposed to the 50 bucks the game was. So it was DLC in the beginning, I guess. But it wasn't to complete the game. It, the game was already completed. This was just a little bit more to give us. It was like bonus content. Yes. Yeah. Essentially. So, yeah, that's where I think the difference is with you. You've always known, basically, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay the 60 bucks or whatever to get into the game. And then, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, if, I, if I want to beat the rest of the game or I want to get the extra shit. If I ever get a fucking, if we ever start a gaming company and we do that shit, I was gonna they're going to gonna be called inspection packs. I was going to say, if we ever started and made our own game, we should be like, hey, it's the game. The tagline should be, hey, it's the game. Yep, the whole game. That's it. Start to finish. You get the whole fucking game for fifty nine ninety nine or whatever it is. And then, yes, if, you, if, we, if we decide to make some smaller expansions to it to expand the story, cool, yeah, 20 bucks or whatever. And Not we want to call them DLCs. We're going to call them expansion packs. packs. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. When we start our when we start, when we start Game Rage Game, well, Game Rage Magazine Gaming Company, GRMGC, all right, that is, that is what we're going to do. We are pledging for that right now. So, anyways, <laughs> you guys got anything else? Uh, I. Well, well, well continuing yeah, on the let's hear it. Um, yeah, let's hear it. the story of DLC, because like the only thing that they're like, going for that I've seen so far for like uh, for like the story extra DLC they finished monster is like because they both they both do technically have their own stories because since the first game you defeat a certain big monster and when the, the, the continued story of DLC you get to fight you know you know another big um, like. Monster that's like threatening everything, right? Uh, but what makes it more fun, fun for each one is that because both of the main and the DLC, um, DC story, they both have like crossovers from like other worlds. So like even though it's a like, continued story, it is like adding like extra content from like, like other games to make it more interesting and stuff. Like for like for currently Monster Hunter World, they added stuff from Mega Man. Uh, that's all that shit. Yeah, I think I think was it da- was it Dante. I think they, oh, yeah, Devil May Cry. Cry. Devil yeah. May Cry, yeah. And That's then, cool. Yeah, there was also The Witcher, Final Fantasy. Yeah, I've seen a lot of games that have been doing that, like especially like mobile games. Like crossover shit? Yeah, they've been doing crossover shit with like anime and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah and then like... Uh, Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite. Fucking old Fortnite over here. Man, my... F- fuck, one of my favorite things about the early 2000s when was when uh, fighting games were weren't all that popular so you saw a lot of companies crossing over and having characters fight against other marvel versus capcom snk versus or rather capcom versus snk that shit was tight those were like oh my god i was like a lot of um (laughs) i saw a lot of the anime crossovers but back in the day but it was always through guilty gear i don't know if you ever heard of that game yeah yeah. guilty gear yeah 
Uh, Ruby got, got to do that too. Yeah, I hear about that. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the topic of games being sold uh, as incomplete, yeah, I would say there is a bit of a defense for games having constant releases. Like, sure, you buy a game, you pay sixty bucks for it, and maybe it's not complete. But also, the life cycle of the game is extended because of the DLC, and maybe that's why it's become more integral. Right. Okay, but but it is problematic in the way that it's like when you buy something, you pay sixty dollars for it, you expect to get everything you sure, you paid yeah, for, yeah. right? That's how we talked so, about Rockstar with Grand Theft Auto Five. They added a shit ton of DLC to the multiplayer, and all of it was free. Right now. I get it. Rockstar got us in the sense that they sold that game, Grand Theft Auto V, on three console generations. So, yeah, we bought the game three fucking times. So we basically did pay $180 for the fucking, for Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. So I get it. That's, now that's why they're saying, oh, Grand Theft Auto VI is going to be $180 because it's like, well, we're not going to release it over three console generations. It's going to be, you know, we need to get the money now. Yeah, we need, Um, yeah. Which I get it, but. Again, that still is just a rumor. Right, but we're still getting... But the fact that the CEO was saying that we want to start charging by, by the hour. hour, that's fucking garbage. But I always shit on Destiny 2 because that's the prime... Like, Destiny's the prime example of this and why it's fucking bad is because you pay your $70, you're good. You get you get the first part of the game. Then the next year, they release a... Well, it's a DLC, but it's a story... It's a storyline continuation. You get... The main storyline continued, and then you get maybe two planets that you get to go visit now or get to go do missions on extra, and then you get, like, half of a story. Like, you get maybe a a quarter of what you would get of its story content from the main game, but they charge you 60 fucking dollars for that. Oh, God. And then... In another year, the next year, they do the same thing, and you get another couple yeah. planets. You get got, another quarter of a story. Key, we got this, we right? Got that. And then you, but they're charging you for a thing, whole other fucking but game. To be fair to them, every time we we, we would gripe about buying the fucking DLC, and then we play it and never gripe about it again because it felt like we got our money's worth. Here's the thing with Destiny One, though, when we were doing it hard. Those DLCs were not the same price as the game. No, they were. They were like thirty dollars. They were cheaper. So that's why I always felt like we got our money's worth. Whereas now it's they're basically charging you for a whole the game all over isn't, again. Isn't the game about to end? I, I think so. I hope yeah. so because I I I do dude, miss Destiny. Destiny. Destiny one, dude. Their the budget to make that game was higher than most countries' GDPs. That yeah, was man. fucking I mean Which is insane. Yeah. And I don't know, Destiny One to me was like well, fucking it, I mean, peak Destiny, it, man. Like it was awesome. No, the, the beginning parts of two were fucking great. Sure, they were great too. Taking King was one of the best. Taking King was pretty sweet. But I'm and, and now I stopped playing Destiny. We stopped playing Destiny two at what, maybe the second? I, I lasted a little bit longer than you. Because I was just like, man, I can't fucking keep doing this shit anymore, man. I I really can't. And remember, because like a year later, we tried getting back into it. It's and then we felt we felt like fucking deer in the headlight. Dude, we like, where the fuck is everything? Where, what are we supposed to be doing here? Oh yeah, there's just like once you get out of it, you can't. There's no way you can get back in. It's so you're so far behind. And then we like now, I would probably have to pay to get caught up on the story. I'd probably have to pay another hundred eighty dollars. No, you don't. Because three. remember, they got rid of they got everything all the way up to um, the DLC after Clay. What is his name? Clay, Clay Six. 
Oh, Kate Six, yeah. Kate Six, after his death, was erased. They, you can't even play that, that, that stuff. <laughs> oh, fuck. So you can't even... Yeah, you can't, can't get re- it. You can't know. All that stuff's locked. So even if you start playing now, you can't play that stuff anymore. So then you're still missing out yeah. on all that shit. Because they're, that's how massive the game has become. Wow. They don't have the server space for it anymore. That's crazy. So then that's where I've, I've been saying, like, okay, just make Destiny fucking 3 already. You know? Though, and, I mean, from what I've been hearing, this is like the end of Destiny. Oh, they're going to just be done with it. They're yeah. not even going to continue it on. Because that's what it is right now. Aren't they fighting the, last, the actual darkness now? Yeah, the, and it's the Witness. Like, yeah, The Witness. That guy looks so fucking goofy. It is not even fucking funny. Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him online. He fucking looks ridiculous. They, I know what they were trying to go for, and they missed every fucking mark on it. Yeah. Show, show, Adam. Now, granted, I mean, obviously, I haven't played the game so I don't, or that far in a while, but I don't know. It, that, that whole thing, this game as a service, like Adam, as Adam referred to it as, that has to be put to a stop. There has to be a hard line in the sand. So that's his and I'm face. hoping. So that's his face, but that's not the ridiculous part. His head is smoke. And like every time they. You ever watch uh, The Fairly Odd Parents? No. You ever seen the meme for Doug Diggledome? There's a joke because every scene his hat always gets bigger and bigger. Okay. So to the point where it's off screen. That's how it is with this motherfucker. He has smoke coming all off screen, off the top of the screen. Mm. It just looks ridiculous. I'm like. <laughs> We fought the Taken King, who looked fucking badass. Yeah. We fought the Cabal. We fought Magus, oh, yeah, who was man. like fucking big old fat dude, but he was fucking intimidating. As fuck. All the fucking guys, the fucking, uh, what are they called? The Fallen. Oh, Those yeah. guys were fucking like, they were like insects that got a hive mind and shit. It was fucking, they were creepy and they were fun to fight. This is what they went for, the final fucking villain? Fucking anime eyes and fucking ridiculous fucking smoke coming all the way to the end of the game. I forget the faces in the smoke too. Oh yeah, as the smoke's like you know you know how smoke is and it looks as it's doing that shit. You can see faces. Uh, free us! You will bow before me, son of. Oh damn, I can't finish that line. Oh, what's his name? Son of Kalau. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So I don't know, man. We that that shit needs to a, put a, a stop. Needs to be put to this. This uh, or make it affordable. You know if it's, if yeah, it, or at least make it affordable. If you know, they brought him back. Who? Kate Six. Oh, they, oh yeah, I did. I did hear that. So I'm like, that was one of the most emotional. Yeah, it was. fucking Destiny game. Was yeah. To the point where our character, the character you play on, there's a joke that he went. He took a vow of silence ever since he beat the first game. That that character breaks it and says, "I'm gonna kill this motherfucker." It's like, oh shit! That's, even he did that shit. That's how impactful <laughs> this shit was. And then they fucking say, oh no, that didn't happen. They just deleted it, yeah. That, that fucking pisses me off. But anyways, all right. Well, does anybody else have any other things, interesting things to add or anything to say? Well, I was going to say, the most important thing, for, which was what? The fuck that Destiny was like, even before Sony bought them, they were very biased against Xbox players. That is true. That, that is one of the things that did piss me off. And granted, Bungie was made by Xbox players. That is true. And they did they did always kind of fuck us with Destiny. And like we would always even before Sony bought them, they would get sh- we would get shit later. We would get it like 6 to 8 months later than people oh, was out on. It wasn't that extreme. No, I think it was. I think it was very it was very long time. I'm pretty sure if I remember right. But anyways, that's neither here nor there because at the end of the day, the only people that are around are the people who play now. So, anyways. Um, well, 
this was the first episode. You got our introductions of who we are, and this this episode or this podcast, the Team Killing Glitch Team Killing Glitch Tards, is basically going to be about us talking about video games and the video game industry and multiple different aspects of it. Uh, we're going to try to do themed type episodes. So, like, I wanted we're going to do one on Halo. We're going to do one on Assassin's Creed. We're going to do one on fighting games. We're going to do one on arcades. Which I think that's probably the next one. Episode two is going to be arcades because uh, I really want to fucking you know get into deep dives of our experiences as, as kids in arcades. And even with 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 you here, I think that you, I don't know how your experience is with arcades, but you know it'd just be interesting to hear as a younger person how it evolved over time. But that's for episode number two, so we'll we'll get into that later. But anyways, if uh, this is your first time listening to anything game rage related. Uh, you can obviously go to our social medias on the Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. And you can also follow us on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. Uh, you can also go to our website, GameRageMagazine.com. And, uh, you know, just, you know, if you listen this far, fucking A, just give us a goddamn follow. All right. It's not that hard to do. It's pretty simple. And, uh, you know, that, uh, that pretty much ends it right there. So, anybody else have anything else to say? No? Everybody no, I'm good? good. No? All right. Well, you know, thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned. We will catch you on the next one.